1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Do you like it or do you not like it? I will be the new face of all elite wrestling. Mr. Regal, I accept your offer. Finally.
0: It's the cultaholic.com wrestling top ten. We get together every month at the end of every month and go through some of the big stories uh, that have taken over cultaholic.com. Who be we? I be fake Jordy, radio presenter <laughs> without portfolio. Yada yada yada. Tom Campbell and I am with the editor in chief of cultaholic.com, Mitch Wadden. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hello, Mitch modern I, I like how you introduce yourself. I heard it on the news video that you did that time, and I'm a big fan of a Mitch modern Hello, so it's British. a bit Mrs. Doubtfire, but not, but not quite Mrs. Doubtfire. I like it. I I'll like co- it. I
3: need to commit to the Mrs. Doubtfire more as we do more and more of these. Just give it a couple of months, and I'll be in the full drag. I'll have the glasses. <laughs> open a fridge with
0: your face covered in cream <laughs> <Hello>! <laughs> that's what this needs that's all we that's need that's what this that's needs exactly what we need uh, uh, it's been a month and uh, it's been another month as we're kind of in the real world sort of mm. verging on the way out of the, the the cesspit that we've lived in for 18 months, the hellscape that has been planet Earth uh, during the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch, you went and got your jabs on the day of recording. Well, is this jab numero uno? This is
3: jab number one. Yeah, I've just got back from having a needle shoved into my arm by a, a lovely old lady called Doris. So thank you, Doris. It's just for a that. normal
0: Friday oh, for Mitch
3: What just happens. Yeah, it's a weekly occurrence. I don't know about you, Tom. Uh, when I went, they gave me the sports package in mine. So now I've got Sky Sports oh. News going around in my head constantly. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, i I. I just. I went for uh, just the entertainment package in mine. Uh, just. I don't watch enough sport to, cheaper, to warrant it. Keep option. And. And salt and vinegar flavor.
1: It's Ooh, tasty.
4: <laughs> it
0: is, rather. Almost as tasty as the wrestling world has been over the last month. Um, mm. We're going to take a look at some of the, the big stories from Cultaholic.com. And at the end, uh, we're going to test Mitch Wadden on how well he knows the devil's favorite structure, Hell in a Cell, on one of the Cultaholic.com quizzes. That uh, uh, I, I, This one, I, I think I was from what I remember I was good at this one I want to see whether Mitch Wadden is as well got Uh, back myself yeah no pressure mate no pressure but your job's like riding (laughs) Uh, let's take a look at some of the stories from June 2021 you are
4: sick and dying animals
1: and it's time for me to separate the weak from the strong as father taught me It is time to cull the herd. (laughs) I was really excited for this dark father stuff um it was actually for the most part created by myself uh, i wrote a lot of the context and slowly but surely it was going to unfold into an obviously more understanding of what he was talking about in all of the time all my conversations i've ever had with vince he was always very positive about me I, I have a good relationship with vince um i always always told him how i felt he always respected it about me and he always uh, praised me on my creativity and my ability to have manners and respect, but still being honest with him about how I felt.
0: Jeez, we're starting in a similar way to last month with mm. releases from WWE. As you heard there, Alistair Black, uh, the, a little bit of the the, 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 the vignettes that we had, debuting this new darker character and then followed by the twitch stream that he did going yeah i've been (laughs) sacked uh so some some heavy hitters gone in another round of releases at the start of this month isn't that right mitch
3: yeah as you say tom i I don't want this to become a a monthly occurrence on this podcast that the first thing we do is start talking about wwe departures but as you say alistair black braun Strowman, buddy murphy Ruby Riot, Lana and Santana Garrett were all released by WWE on Wednesday the 2nd of June. Uh, perhaps the most surprising list of departures so far given Braun competed for the WWE title three, min- uh, three weeks earlier at WrestleMania Backlash. Alistair Black, as you say, literally just come back onto telly with his dark father character. Uh, but yeah, these departures uh, continue an ongoing company-wide shakeup in WWE, which has seen multiple main roster talent, NXT and NXT UK, superstars let go, and of course, heavy redundancies in backstage batch stage divisions. That's easy for me to say, that vaccine's kicking in, uh, <laughs> such as the television production department and WWE studios. So I think what we're basically saying here, Tom, is WWE are still being quite thrifty.
0: Very much so. Now, since, you know, Touchwood, since the uh, the actual, since that story came out and since those names came out, it's gone a little bit quiet on the Western front in terms of releases because there were numerous sources that said, look, this is basically going to be like a Wednesday thing going forward. Uh, thankfully, that didn't turn out to be the case. But um, let's look at some of those names that were we'll let go. Um, Braun Strowman. Is a real shock. Was this down to money?
3: I think so. That's what all the reports seem to indicate. They, he was on a uh, a very large deal signed in, I believe, 2019. If the reports uh, are accurate, um, that he him, he had very uh, cleverly negotiated for himself. Braun knew his own worth within WWE, his stature, his size, his power. So he let his last deal run down to the wire and negotiated what uh, is reported a seven-figure downside lovely money if you can get it and mm-hmm. that deal would have uh, run out in 2023 but with wwe uh, being uh, careful at the moment if we put it nicely Braun was always going to be one of those names potentially and as has been the case on the chopping block because his release apparently wasn't a, a massive surprise backstage in the end
0: it was it a case that people were I see th- I would have surprised me again like, we, mm, like me. we said at the beginning like somebody that was in the the main of one of the main matches at WrestleMania backlash for the WWE title being let go I'm struggling to think of a time where that has happened where and, and, and away from anything controversial happening just literally a case of releases and you know thanks for being in the main event for our most prestigious belt the other day off you go mate um alistair black is another name tommy end uh, now uh, an independent star once again uh talk of aew possibly for alistair black any more word on whether that's going to be a thing
3: well d- dave meltzer our good friend dave over at wrestling Obs- observer he said last week that from everything he's heard every indication is that uh alistair black tommy end i'm sure as he'll be known will be going to aew um i think that's probably the right move for him uh, we've we've uh we talk about alistair black i was gutted tom i was gutted when alistair black mm. left wwe he was a, a firm favorite of mine and not treated right on the main roster but finally seemed like we were getting somewhere with him i can't wait to see what he does next because i think given just a little creative freedom and a chance to spread his wings he could be something special i really think so um but a- yeah, AEW seems most likely for him
0: Ruby Riot was a name that really sent some shockwaves backstage. When it was announced that Ruby was leaving WWE, uh, a lot of people coming out and saying just how wonderful a soul and how much of a light she was backstage, despite the fact that she didn't seem to uh, truly get her worth on WWE television. She was somebody that everybody really liked being around. And, and that's got to be tough for people left
3: behind, isn't it? When somebody who is so beloved gets let go like that she she was apparently just a delight uh, you saw the stories from people like Bailey talking about she would organise the uh, get well soon gifts when people had gone off injured birthdays people need help moving that sort of thing she was just one of life's good ones backstage in WWE um, the, the outreach the outpour of, of love for her after her, her release just shows how much uh, how, how highly she was respected backstage gutted for her but another one I think that will go on to do even better things because of it.
0: We found out today that uh, she she teased on Instagram when this all came out um, that she was going to be coming back with 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 a new name and a new style. Like she wasn't going to uh, drop back to being Heidi Lovelace. Uh, she wasn't. She can't be Ruby Wright because that's owned by WWE. Uh, and the the name uh, that has been. Uh, change on her instagram and such is ruby soho keen to keep the ruby part uh now incorporating soho it's a rancid song yes I so, thought it was, it was so a... i think that that style is going to still be like the, the, that look of ruby Riot is
3: still going to retain by the sounds of it yeah and i think that's the right move for her when she was given chance to express herself on wwe television she did a really good job i went back and watched on youtube just on a quote she uh she did an interview and talked about working with uh ronda rousey and how rousey had gone to fight fight their corner they were given a short amount of time to work at elimination chamber 2019 and then they main evented the next night raw and ruby riot talked about how ronda had gone to fight for them to get that spotlight on the raw afterwards and get a bit longer and you know what it's a really good match it's a really good match Mm. so if you're not sure what ruby riot offers in the ring ruby soho going forward go and check it out because it's really good
0: so since we recorded uh, the Wrestling Top 10, uh, as is one to do, uh, more names have been added to that list of releases from the start of the month. Maybe we have to start recording these later, Mitch. I think so. I think so. Every It's happening every time. So uh, WWE releasing a whole uh, 14 new names uh, following uh, following Friday mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of names related to, to 205 Live in here. I haven't got the list of names in front of me Um I mean, let me pull them up one second.
3: Yeah, uh, t- Tony Nest, Davari, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, August Gray, uh, the two members of Everrise, Killian Dane was let go, the Bollywood Boys were let go as well. Uh, they're the names that I've got uh, in front of me at the moment, but obviously there were many more and as you say tom 205 live's roster has been decimated in uh, in friday's cuts
0: absolutely has and some real sad names in there as well like tyler breeze has been with the company for 11 years uh, mm. now done with wwe fandango's been there for a good long while as well he's had a, a decent stretch within the company uh, and and then as you say a lot of 205 live guys let go as well at this point and it, it does it does question the the sort of the future plans for 205 live and i have got a, a cheeky update on that this morning as have you mitch from pw insider something that we hadn't considered regarding 205 live because we thought once everyone's let go they're probably just going to quietly stop the show but that might not necessarily be the case according to pw insider
3: no, as, as you rightly say, Tom, I think everyone was kind of assuming, uh, particularly with the, the reports last week, that NXT were going to be putting a, a heightened focus on the Cruiserweight division as well, that maybe 205 Live was going to be slowly, uh, the production behind it was going to slowly cease. But according to, to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, uh, that's probably not going to happen. And that's because Hulu, who present uh, 205 Live on a weekly basis, they pay a, a nice rights fee for that programme. Uh, And it wouldn't be in WWE's interest financially to stop producing it. Uh, So it seems like for the foreseeable future, at least 205 Live is going to continue perhaps. And this is now me speculating with some more uh, established names from other rosters appearing. Well, a bit of that. And also uh, another thing that came out of this report from
0: Mike Johnson was a lot of the guys from 205 Live that were released were on big contracts Mm -hmm. with WWE. And there is in a way of sort of chopping down their bottom line. They were bidding off those larger contracts and what they may end up replacing them with uh, are new guys from the performance center on much smaller contracts to run that show and uh, if you take away the human element of this all as a business move that does make sense it is regardless of the deal with hulu it is one of the the smaller tv shows that wwe puts out so you kind of want to run it uh, as on as, uh, as thin a thinner budget as possible so and, and also it is a great excuse to to highlight some of those performance center talents and give them a... Because st- kind of 205 Live may end up doing what NXT set out to do in the first place. Is Absolutely, be a yeah. Place, talent to be showcased.
3: NXT isn't just developmental anymore. You've obviously got those people that go in and, and need to to learn how to work a hard cam and, and those elements of WWE production. But on the whole, it's as a roster, There's there's, in some instances, more experience than you'll see on Raw and SmackDown. Um, So WWE needs something to fulfil that developmental aspect and and perhaps that's going to be 205 Live going forward. It could actually be the rebirth of 205 Live in a weird way. Could be be interesting to see what happens in months to come.
4: Mr. Regal, I believe you wanted to speak with me. (laughs) I did, Joe, but not in these circumstances. It was for talk later, but... You're here, and I, because of my love for NXT. I think everybody deserves a general manager that can hold the position with the integrity and the respect that it deserves. And so I would like you to be the new general manager of NXT. Joe, I am no longer able to keep this up. I have put too much of my life- Rigo, Rigo, please, please, please. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my answer is absolutely not. You see, I've always understood that I made your life hell while I was here, but I always afforded you respect. And with that being said, I would be more than happy to ensure that you receive the respect that you deserve from everybody. But if that is something that I'm willing to do, Joe, there's some conditions. Number one, you cannot be a competitor. Number two, you cannot lay a hand on anyone unless provoked. Mr. Regal, I accept your offer, which only leaves one more question to be answered. And that's, what are you still doing in this ring?
0: Is one of those guys that we talked about last month being let go from WWE. And lo and behold, just a few weeks in the grand scheme of things since that announcement, he's back on our screens. He's uh, now the enforcer for the general manager, William Regal. This was, uh, this was a pleasant surprise when the rumors started doing the rounds about this, wasn't it, Mitch?
3: Oh, it made me so happy. It made me Mm. so happy. Samoa Joe back on our telly. Yes, you're right, Tom. On the 15th of June episode of NXT, Samoa Joe walked out to the ring and initially rejected William Regal's offer to become the new general manager of the uh, black and gold brand, but offered his services as his assistant and enforcer. As we say, Joe was released from his wrestling contract from WWE the week following WrestleMania 37. Uh, rumors then began surfacing at the very start of this month he could be returning to the company Uh, there were reports that NXT boss Triple H was particularly unhappy that WWE had let Samoa Joe leave Uh, and obviously in Joe's new on-screen authority role he can't be a competitor he can get physical when provoked and has already teased interactions with the likes of Karrion Cross Johnny Gargano Pete Dunne and this would be tasty Adam Cole it would be a
0: tasty little a little encounter there, an appetite wetter. But let's go back to uh, what you said there about, about be, being Triple H that was the one that pulled this through. This really suggests that there is a a chasm in the company because you have WWE Raw announces Samoa Joe let go, and within just a department, just a, f- a few foot down, in theory, somebody else going, well, why did you get rid... We'll have him back. Like... This seems this this seems a, a bit of a mess for oh, the, somebody within the same company to not know uh, and to have to sort of push to get somebody back on the books afterwards.
3: The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. It's too mm. that they, they honestly it's it's so baffling. But maybe it's not as baffling when you look at you know past interviews. I remember an interview Ember Moon did uh, a couple of months ago, and and her return to NXT came about because she herself broached that conversation with with Triple H it doesn't seem to be that anyone from the main roster creative side is conversing with the NXT side about that's it seems to be a one way track you know WWE want NXT superstars going up but there doesn't seem to be that conversation going the other way I, it doesn't make sense it really doesn't make sense how you can have a billion dollar company multi-billion dollar company and they don't know what their third brand is doing
0: interesting that samoa joe has returned in this non-wrestling role we have heard stories about joe struggling to be cleared by wwe to step into the ring again had joe not re-signed with wwe do you think somewhere like aew or maybe impact wrestling
3: would have got him back in the ring it's a tough one because we don't know his medical situation I would like Mm -hmm. to. I think we all want to see Samoa Joe do what he does best, which is absolutely destroy people in the ring because that's good fun to watch. But if he is not in a place where he can wrestle, then I would rather he. I think I speak for everyone. We would rather he stayed healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. I. It's interesting with the the timing of the release and then him coming back. I don't. I don't want to speculate. But what it says to me is WWE got the impression that Joe. They couldn't clear Joe to wrestle. I'm sure Joe wanted to wrestle and perhaps wanted the freedom to go and find out if he could. Mm. Uh, coming back to WWE eight weeks later, or less than eight, week, eight weeks later, um, perhaps suggests that that's a bit further away than he wants it to be. And I can't blame him for taking a job back with NXT. You know, it's a it's an income guaranteed. It's He knows the environment and he can have a lot of fun with that role.
0: It's it's interesting this whole idea that he won't get cleared to wrestle in WWE yet, and, and as tantalising as it is, as we said just then, the idea of Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe versus Pete Dunne, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, um, is it wise to tease like that for a match that we may never get?
3: NXT do it all the time. Shawn Michaels Adam Cole. Yes. Yeah, Shawn Michaels Adam Cole broke the internet a couple of months ago. We very uh, true. I uh, mean, it's it's a bit of fun. I mean, you set the groundwork, I suppose, for something that might happen, but I see what you're saying, but NXT do it all the time. It's a way to get us all riled up, isn't it? Because I don't know how I feel about. Um, I mean, I you know, we, you know we're
0: both mega fans of Samoa Joe. We're delighted that he's got a, a full time wage coming and he's working in a role which I think he'll be brilliant at. He's the that that spoke that soft spoken monster that has an intimidation term that works as an enforcer so beautifully, better an enforcer than a general manager. Absolutely, like I I love it. Um, is it a risk to make carry cross cowtow to him? Yes. It's so early on. Yes.
3: I I hated this, Tom. I hated this. And I loved the segment. I loved everything. Like that, that segment they did at the opening of that NXT, Regal's emotion, you know, Joe coming out, their whole interaction. I thought it was great. Karrion Cross in this segment, I wanted to punch my television because he is another person that I really enjoy watching. And he sort of crosses this grey line, this weird area between real like almost MMA level competitor, but then a bit of a spooky Bray Wyatt undertake. He's got that real good blend going on. So to see him come out and then almost be scared of Samoa Joe, I, no, it didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for me.
0: We'll talk a little bit more about Karrion um, Cross, something that uh, has taken place in the week of recording with Karen Cross. So we'll incorporate it into uh, one of our stories later on. But Samoa Joe back on the books in WWE.
4: Please welcome Lidllo, Andrade Elidolo
1: Wait, what did what is did she saying? That strange. Did she, did she just say Andrade ha! <laughs> Oh, my God, it is! Andrade Alidolo! One of the most talented wrestlers in the world. He has indeed held championships all over the world. Just about every championship you can win in CMLL. He's an IWGP Intercontinental Champion. And he has arrived here alongside Vicky Guerrero. He's a big-time in-ring product, no doubt about it. All those championships will attest to that. And apparently, Vicky Guerrero's made herself a deal. Gracias,
2: Vicky. Thank you. I used to say, I am the face of Latinos. But today, I am saying, I will be the new face of all elite wrestling.
0: Over on the AEW side of things, a former NXT Champion made their presence felt uh, with the shrill voice of Vicky Guerrero welcoming Andrade El Idolo to All Elite Wrestling. So I think Andrade joining All Elite seemed
3: like an obvious one. I agree. I agree. It's it's been rumored for a little while. Um, obviously Andrade was released by uh, WWE back in March having asked for his uh, asked to be let go by the company. Didn't have a 90-day no compete clause apparently. So uh There's that. Uh, But yeah, and then Andrade rocks up on AEW on the first Friday of the the month. Um, I'm not surprised. There was a lot of talks about his contract status with AEW, particularly regarding creative control. Um, But I'm excited to see what he can do. It seemed like a natural fit. And I know it feels obvious every time someone leaves WWE, oh, let's see what they do in AEW. But this one did (laughs) feel like a natural fit. This one does feel like they're going to do something good with AEW with AEW with Andrade.
0: I tell you what I loved about about this, and it's it's a weird thing to have uh, appreciated about this segment because Vicky Guerrero is the uh, is the, the the manager for Andrade, a great fit. This is going to be a fun pairing. But Vicky is such a heat magnet, such a heat magnet that they are booing Vicky out of the building the moment she starts talking to the point where I don't think the fans hear her announce Andrade because she says it and the, the crowd level doesn't really change. And it's only when he walks onto the ramp that people then go, Oh, look, it's him. <laughs> but it's a testament to, to the the heat that Vicky Guerrero brings with her, that she announces the hottest free agent in,
3: in the industry. And people can't hear because they're too busy booing her. <laughs> oh, she's fantastic. She is absolutely fantastic. And she embraces it. She embraces it. I mean, this is the, you know, this is, the woman that was married to one of the most popular wrestlers of all time in, in Eddie Guerrero and she's shown just how much she gets the business because she is now one of the biggest heels ever in professional wrestling it's incredible but but to your point on, on Andrade it was it was a bit strange because i watched it on the telly and you almost didn't hear it so very very peculiar moment but also a really nice Surprise, if a little understated, if I may say so. I felt like with someone like Andrade, they might go a bit bigger. It did feel a little, yeah, a little understated, I think is the right word here
0: mentioned this on the cultaholic podcast the other week when i was on like a lot of aew's debuts seem very similar whereby they'll have an ex wwe guy walk out in a lovely suit either sign a contract or declare this is the era or the beginning of the genesis of andrade like they'll and 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 there is a similarity to all of them i you know you there is more than one way to debut a guy right
3: (laughs) right bitch you would hope so you would hope so yeah. because i'm kind of just i'm going to be worried the next time it's you know tommy n's going to turn up in AEW wearing a really sharp hugo boss suit and he'll sign his contract in the middle of the, the ring interrupting a tony <laughs> Schiavone interview um no they need to they do need to try and find a, another way to to capitalize on this i miss like proper surprise debuts i mean like royal rumble aj styles at the royal rumble i miss like Jumping out of the crowd and attacking someone. Give us a reason to be invested in that. Okay, it's great he's there, but you haven't told us what he's there for. I think they did a sit-down interview with him, with with Andrade, uh, the week later or last week. Um, and it kind of started to explain what he was looking to do in, in AEW. And brilliant, lovely, fantastic. Thank you for that. But give us like a reason to be hooked onto someone immediately. Give us a reason to tune in the next week and go, oh my goodness me, Andrade's just attacked Kenny Omega. He's just attacked Miro one of your champions. Give us a reason to then go, I need to see what happens next week.
0: In terms of uh, attacking wrestlers, uh, let's put our fantasy booking heads on. Who do we want to see Andrade face in AEW?
3: Everyone. No, that's, that's, Every- that's, that's, that's such At a cop-out. At the
2: same time!
3: <laughs> a massive Andrade versus all battle royal. <laughs> oh, there's just so many. Uh, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, Miro, like I said. I mean, we're getting Kenny Omega uh, um for the aaa mega championship in in august i believe so you know give them a reason to fight again oh the list is endless what about you tom
0: i i love the idea of um andrade versus Pac. yes i feel like they have a similar energy the and and, and a similar sort of style that would complement each other really nicely and I think they could make a stonker of a match. I think that's the word, a stonker <laughs> of a match. But then, like in terms of, like as you say, like in AAA, it's in, and, and Andrade away from AEW is going to be doing stuff for other promotions as well. Like the idea of him working with with some big Mexican talent as well. Like I love the idea of of, of, of giving us Andrade versus Penta, Andrade versus Phoenix. Like you can really mix that up. Uh, there was um, there's a lot of discussion about Andrade versus uh, Alberto Del Rio. Taking yes. place mm-hmm. as well, so he's got a he's got a, a rapidly filling up calendar of, of potential dream matches with with people. Kenny Omega, I think, is going to be a, a real standard bearer, I do believe. But we'll see what happens with him. He's a, it's another new name for AEW, and it's Andrade El Idolo.
2: McIntyre, will this attempt work? Hear it? Yeah. Oh, 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 MVP again. Thought MVP was taken out. Lastly, the off. cover. still the almighty wwe champion bobby lashley drew mcintyre thought he had disposed of mvp drew mcintyre thought he got rid of the mvp problem, and it was mvp who cost drew mcintyre his chance to regain the wwe title this is what we call irony saxton drew mcintyre wanted to ensure that mvp could have no involvement no hand in assisting the Almighty. And Drew McIntyre's plans went up in smoke. Yeah, understandably say Drew McIntyre in absolute disbelief over what is what just occurred
1: here.
0: WWE presented for the last time a pay-per-view out of the Thunderdome. Thanks very much for the memories. Uh, the final WWE pay per the Thunderdome, was hell in a cell, and it came with some. It came with a title match that featured some long-reaching implications, didn't it, Mitch?
3: It did. So the main event of Hell in a Cell presented, as, as you say, Tom, at the Thunderdome last Sunday, Sunday the 20th of June, saw Drew McIntyre fail to defeat Bobby Lashley for the WWE title inside the titular structure. And of course, that means that the Scottish Warrior can no longer challenge for the belt while Lashley is champion. I mean, they've even extended this, Tom, and it's, it's good booking to be fair, where even if Drew McIntyre qualifies and wins money in the bank, he can't cash that in. On Bobby Lashley. So it's nice to see a bit of consistent booking in, in WWE. Uh, elsewhere on the show, Bianca Belair retained the SmackDown Women's title inside Hell in a Cell against Bayley. Seth Rollins beat Cesaro. Sami Zayn defeated Kevin Owens, who's now taking some time off. Uh, Alexa Bliss beat Shayna Baszler. And Charlotte Flair beat Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley by disqualification in uh, an interesting ending to a match. Uh, I think, I don't know what you thought, Tom, but I thought, in general, the show was good. Good in ring action. Marred by a little bit of uh, WWE decision-making at the end.
0: It's a weird one at the moment, because WWE tends to feel like it's in a bit of autopilot just we're waiting for fans to get back and they're going to really kick it into high gear. And Helena cell kind of felt like a bit of an afterthought, which is a bad thing. Cause it, it's the hell, you know, the Helena cell matches based around the, uh, to quote Mitch Wadden titular structure. Um. Never heard it described as the titular. It's right. It's good English. It's the best English we've ever had at That <laughs> um, That's your um, to degree is paying off at last. <laughs> Get in, lad. Um, yeah, it just felt like a bit of a, an afterthought of a pay-per-view, which is a shame. Like a lot of reruns from, from WrestleMania and such like Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Uh, I mean, there, there's potential to have one more big, big time match between Rollins and Cesaro, which we'll probably do um, at money in the bank maybe uh Kevin Owens taking some time off let's just touch on that for a second um any idea when we might see Kev again
3: there's not been any sort of date given Tom I I know he he talked about taking some time off on social media and then a a a very quick note from Dave Meltzer suggested that it was all storyline driven not so much injury based so it, it sort of just says that WWE don't really have anything for Kevin to do for a couple of weeks um He's the sort of person you want in the money in a bank because he'll do something outrageous. Um, so we'll see, I suppose. Money in the Bank's four weeks away. I I, I honestly don't know at this point. I feel like, and this is just sort of my own speculation here, I kind of feel like there's, there'll be
0: a few people who are... Uh, very much family, family people, and they may want to just spend a few more weeks with their loved ones before WWE hits the road full-time again, because this has been something quite special, I think, despite the fact the world's been on fire. I know a lot of people have enjoyed sort of being around loved ones more, especially with the WWE, where the, sch- the road schedule is, is so hellacious, and I personally don't think it needs to be as nah. hellacious as it is, especially like in 2021. You don't need to be running the guys ragged five, six nights a week. Yeah, you did it in the 80s. You absolutely did. You're Around them seven days a week in the 80s and in the 70s. I know, but we used to advertise cigarettes during cartoons. We don't do that anymore. There's no reason for it to carry on unless you're making some sort of weird point. And I know there's a few who have been, you know, happy with the process of just traveling to the Thunderdome, wherever it may be, and then going back again and back and forth. So it wouldn't shock me if Kevin Owens has agreed some time off to just spend some time with, with his loved ones before I think that's know, really everybody good. goes back back onto
3: the road really good observation it wouldn't surprise me either i'm sure there's as you say plenty of of talent there that would like to be able to do that i mean we know people like Edge have had since wrestlemania often all right Edge is going to be part-time rather than full-time but maybe that's that's been part of his deal have time off until we go back on the road and then you're with us for a few Mm. months It, it would make perfect sense it would uh, drew mcintyre
0: as as you say mitch as a result of losing that helena so much uh, no longer challenging for the championship uh, drew losing via a roll-up via a distraction uh, is a finish that has uh, upset a lot of people hasn't it oh
3: it, and me and me because it's <laughs> mitch oh just how many roll-ups were there on this on this show three in the end I felt like I worked at Round Trees, so there's quite a few roll
2: ups.
3: <laughs> too many roll ups. Far too many And it's just because it it was bad storytelling because McIntyre was distracted by MVP at WrestleMania. It's alright, there was a physical distraction this time. He's grabbed hold of his foot. But there's no reason there that Lashley can't hit a spear or grab him in the hurt lock. Or why does it have to be a roll up? If Drew's losing the match anyway, it it's baffling. It's really baffling. What a... I really want to swear. What a really bad way to end a pay-per-view.
0: I feel like had you tweeted that a little bit louder, you may have got some cop from MVP. He went on to Twitter the night after, Hellen- or the day after Hell in a Cell and was just finding people who were complaining about the interference and the roll-up in the finish. Uh, you know, comp- saying that, one, it's no disqualification, so I can interfere. And two... Um, it's a, oh, you're complaining that he, that he won with a finishing move, with a wrestling move. <laughs> it's, like, it's a shame that the Hell in a Cell concept has been watered down to this extent. That yeah, it used to be, and then yeah, you know, I sound like a grizzled old boring wrestling fan when I talk about this. But Hell in a Cells used to occur maybe once a year if you were lucky. And they were where you'd pay off your, your big, beefy, angry feuds. And it would be uh, sometimes a bloodbath, sometimes just carnage. And the, the, the way that it is just kind of, you know, Hell in a Cell used to be like Halley's Comet, and now it's just like Easter, where it's just there every year. And it's just, we work around it. it was, and,
3: we had four Hell in a Cell matches in four days.
0: We did, and it brings us neatly to our next subject. And,
1: ladies and gentlemen, there is the perilous Hell in a Cell, 20 feet high, five tons of chain link and steel. And tonight, it will surround the ring for our main event. For the first time in network television history, a Hell in a Cell match on Friday night, SmackDown. But what is right here, right now, that is lowering in that terrifying fashion is hell in a cell and that's the match we are going to see next words don't do this thing justice Uh a truly impressive sadistic structure five tons of steel being lowered down above the ring i'm still in absolute disbelief it's that we're going day. to see yes, another
2: hell in a cell match
0: hell in a cells on network and cable television we had uh, the announcement of a hell in a cell match on fox and then a hell in a cell match booked with two hours notice on the following raw after hell in a cell what's the story mitch
3: yeah so there were a number of reports coming out of the last week's smackdown the uh uh, Friday 18th episode of SmackDown in which Roman Reigns put his universal title on the line against Rey Mysterio inside Hell in a Cell. A match that was originally going to be at Hell in a Cell got moved to SmackDown. Now, this got WWE in a little bit of trouble with NBC because NBC couldn't understand why WWE were giving a free Hell in a Cell match to Fox. Uh so then I think WWE kind of felt like they then had to give NBC 1 back as well. It all got a little bit convoluted. There's been some unhappiness with with uh, WWE from the broadcast partners for a little while. Uh Fox in particular have been annoyed with WWE for putting so many Peacock plugs on SmackDown. So WWE are making a habit at the moment of upsetting their uh, biggest financial uh, investments, which is going well. Um,
0: this is, a, this is a real issue because it was d- during, during the start of, of lockdown 2020, I remember we talked about this, how uh, Fox and NBC kind of gave WWE a, a massive amount of leeway because they were, cause WWE were like, you know, we're struggling to put live content on and even Fox, Fox and NBC both went, look, we know the world is on fire um, it doesn't have to be live, but we would just like first run. So if you tape something, that's fine. And it was a great opportunity for WWE to, to to bank a bunch of content and let the guys stay home during a pandemic. And they, for the better part, chose not to, and carried on doing live stuff anyway. So at least at least early 2020, there was some good favor with Fox and NBC, and what they've both what both these providers have seen happen is the ratings have tumbled and it's at a point now where like smackdown when it started was was projecting to be over 2 million every week and it's been more under 2 million than over as of late and this is going to be and and the problem is they're having to super serve the tv networks rather than the fans because they're at this point now where as you say the the tv deals are more valuable than than the actual show itself
3: and that's and that's i mean the numbers have trended that way for for years now haven't they wwe make much more money from nbc from fox than they ever will from house shows ever again so they're always going to put their their eggs into those proverbial baskets um i mean the, from a creative standpoint the hell in a cell aspect having hell in a Cells on friday and Monday were disappointing because you know touching back on the previous point as you say tom i i can remember the days when hell in a cell was you know, ended feuds it came out every 18 months if you were a lucky boy um and they were absolute carnage um whereas wwe now find themselves in a position where they need to get back in both of their television broadcast partners, both of their good graces. I mean, that's a horrible position to be in. I mean, look, we, we know Vince is you know, Vince has reportedly accepted that the product is not in a great place at the moment. He's, he's accepted it's stale. Uh, apparently, allegedly, rumors are there are exciting things in the works for when fans return from in a couple of weeks' time. But it's just, uh, it's, it's interesting, Tom, how WWE have managed to go from being in there. Good graces a year ago to suddenly find themselves up against the wall.
0: Let's uh, let's look at some of those uh, exciting things in speech marks that they're planning for for when the fans come back. So this again comes from WWE meeting with its TV companies and, and sort of pitching them pitching ideas back and forth to each other on on how they can pick that number up. And the the the, the general consensus seems to be like planning these big one-off specials that that coincide with other sporting events or other shows on different channels so like there was talk of a nascar themed monday night raw to coincide with the racing um there was talk of a and I, i'm not against this i know that wcpw did this and you know anybody that follows cultaholic will have followed that product quite intently as well they'll know about the that about this as well there was talk of a wrestling world cup to tie in with the World Cup and to have that happen on on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Uh, But away from like these one-off specials, there's also like they're talking about months where There'll be rankings and point systems, and, and and just adding a little bit of extra emphasis to those matches. There was one conversation that said for an entire month, wrestlers have matches and earn points, and earn extra points for every finisher they use. So there's
3: there's a lot of ideas being thrown at the wall right now. And look, as, I think as long as there are ideas, not it's fine. But we shouldn't worry too much. It's when they don't have any ideas we need to we need to start stressing. <laughs> yeah um i mean i don't know how you i i personally would not be up for any sort of points based system but that's me personally i know some people probably would enjoy that and you know horses for courses um I, the nascar one's interesting because i just really like the idea of a wwe ring like in the middle of a nascar track and the cars are going around the why not yeah. Try it's a good it. it's a
0: good device to bring back Bob Holly as well. Should you choose to go that way.
3: <laughs> bring back Thurman Plug. WWE does the not world have enough need him now more than ever. Bob Holly. We need more Bob Holly. If you if you take one he- thing from your podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I love Bob Holly talking about... Bob Holly was always one pitching ideas. Like, this is a great story that's come out over years, is that when like, they, they say to Bob Holly, do you have any ideas what you want to do or any ideas for your character? You just go, well, how about I beat everyone and win all the titles? <laughs> like, that would always be his answer. Like...
3: <laughs> I like it. Great work, Bob. Book it, Vince.
0: Uh, to, to go back to your point on, the, on point system, now, I'm not against the idea of doing stuff... Like a month or so where there is rankings and points involved because i i personally like the idea of having matches mean something again Mm. they kind of just feel like on a on a regular episode of raw they just kind of feel like this arbitrary thing that you have to do because wrestling and there's you know you can have a guy lose one week and then win the next week and it doesn't really make any difference
3: to anything it's just a match you know for 50 50 booking does kill it half the time it's one mm. win here and a loss there to balance it out wasn't there a story that uh, Jeff Hardy's offering up his retirement against Cedric Alexander was because Vince wanted to stop just arbitrary meaningless matches between between people i mean that's just a real Very, extreme to go to
0: i think well that's well that's because there's people ask somebody who's fed up with a 50-50 booking mm. and and just and it's the the product caters so much to the casual fan that it that it almost it almost punishes a long term fan like that's where i feel like i'm at i feel like as a as a fan that has watched it for forever i always feel like i'd be punished for Mm. it like for for wanting that storyline element that i grew up loving for wanting that those matches that that mean more and and a point system would go away to would go a long way to to making those matches that seem quite arbitrary seem quite significant when all of a sudden like you know if if you've got Jeff Hardy and Cedric Alexander um, and there's points on the line and whoever's the top of the leaderboard at the top of the month faces Bobby Lashley a simple match like that. Whilst you're not pitching for, you're, you're not putting Bobby in that feud at all, but it adds that significance where Cedric, you know, or suddenly it's like, well, Cedric could do with the points because he'd love to get his hands on Bobby Lashley down the road. Well, Jeff could do with the points. You know, he's been around forever. He wants one more run. Mm. And all of a sudden, uh, 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 an, arbi- like an uh, again, I'll say this word one more time because apparently they're being sponsored by them. An arbitrary match suddenly has a bit more meat to it. So I'm not against, like, maybe a point system is too far the
3: other way. I just... That would be my concern because I I, I love the idea. I think you're right, Tom. I think there needs to be something that stops meaningless matches because Raw, for a three-hour show, and it's not three hours, by the way, it's two hours and five minutes and 55 minutes of adverts, but that round's over. Raw is a three-hour show. Why
0: does it feel like 17 hours
3: then? (laughs) Why is it such a slog?
0: Why do we feel like every week we're we're, we're in an apocalypse
3: event waiting oh, to be saved by Loki? Just dread <laughs> Tuesday mornings having to put Raw on. It's it's just, for how long the show is, it's just full of meaningless rubbish. Mm. And it needs something... Uh, they desperately need something, and maybe a points match. Maybe, maybe a NASCAR special. The pro- but back to my point: the point, the problem with the point system is I don't trust WWE's creative system to adhere to it. So, say take Jeff Hardy and Cedric Alexander because they're the two we've used. It could be that Jeff has won three of those matches and he's towards the top of the leaderboard, but that's not the way WWE want to go. So they find a reason to not do Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Lashley. Even you know it wouldn't have to be a pay per view match you put it on a raw and it does add some mini but they would just find a reason to not do it because it doesn't suit them i love the yeah i
0: love what you're saying there about how you know we don't trust the creative to to tally the points and run it properly i mean bear in mind we found out this week as well that at least one of the creative doesn't know the name of the wwe (laughs) champion so uh, we're we're playing from it from a very thin
2: deck here (laughs)
4: United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over
2: 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
1: This young lady that's accompanying Eva. And Naomi's battling someone we have no idea who it is. Obviously, Naomi came prepared for a fight, but it's tough to prepare for the unknown.
4: Introducing. What is it again? My name's. Ah, hold on. Her name is Dewdrop. Yes.
2: Dewdrop.
1: The dewdrop is on the middle row, but now Eva Marie wants to get on the action. Eva Marie is now legal. Marie now legal in with Naomi. She looks surprised. She tagged herself in oh. because Eva was obviously so impressed by what Dewdrop was able. Oh, to look do at look the
2: at the this, ring. Corey. Are you paying attention here? Oh, 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 oh. not that something?
0: The ballad of Piper Niven has been a conversation over the last couple of weeks. So Piper Niven from NXT UK, massive part of the history. of of insane championship wrestling. She made the ICW Women's Championship a world heavyweight championship by virtue of taking it across the world defending it on different continents. She is a star of wrestling in Japan. She has uh, she scratched her you know she she scratched and clawed to get to where she was as part of ICW. She was an obvious choice to be part of NXT UK and there she was on Monday Night Raw just a few short weeks ago. What's the story here Mitch?
3: Yeah, so, on the uh, 14th of June episode of Monday Night Raw, Eva Marie comes out for her quote-unquote long-awaited re-debut for a match with Naomi. But it's not just Eva Marie on her own. She's been joined by NXT UK's Piper Niven. But no one on commentary seems to know who this young woman is. No one in the building seems to know who Piper Niven is. Anyway... Piper defeats Naomi very quickly. Eve Marie announces that she is the winner of the match, and we are all left exceptionally confused. Fast forward uh, another week after some, uh, I think we should call it some fair criticism on social media. We get a backstage segment with Eve Marie and who is only being referred to as her protege, and Eve Marie introduces this young woman as Dewdrop. Dewdrop. names do drop. Everyone in the UK collectively cried. (laughs) Now, to give some... I don't want to say credit, because it's not credit, but to give something extra, it did look like during the segment, Piper was trying to say her name was Piper, trying to introduce herself in that way. Um, And at the time of recording this, it looks like she may have already split from Eva Marie, given that she refused to tag in with her during their match with Naomi and Asuka on Raw. But it's just depressing it makes me sad tom it makes me cry
0: now the the conversation about why don't you name Piper Niven? It was there was a big reaction to that online. There was a, a, a large amount of people who said, "This is Piper Niven. She's like a decorated women's champion." Why? And, and not just a deck. And, and I get that, like outside of your universe, people don't exist in mm-hmm. WWE. I get it. But she's part of one of your brands. Like yeah. she's NXT UK. She's she's on the books for NXT UK. She's if you type in Piper Niven WWE, there are videos that exist of her as Piper Niven. And I had a conversation with somebody. Uh, a, a few conversations where people said well you know when when Dabba Kato came back they were like who's this guy what's the difference well there's a world of difference in my opinion i think the world of difference is that piper niven uh, is is a far more consistent performer than Dabba Kato. Mm. i think piper the piper niven has been a focal part of one of the other brands in the company as opposed to Dabba Kato, who did raw underground then disappeared forever then turned up at wrestlemania like literally piper niven was on NXT UK two, maybe three weeks before her debut on Raw, teaming with Jack Stars, (laughs) facing, dating Ginny and Joseph
3: Connors. This, and this isn't a case where WWE have bought, as you rightly say, this this isn't WWE bringing in an independent star or someone from another company and putting them straight on the main roster. NXT UK exists to give stars the platform to become ready for WWE main roster. NXT and NXT UK, that is what they are there for. You move up the ranks with the character that you have developed it baffles it hurts the mind that you have taken one of your most established nxt uk stars shifted them straight up to the main roster and then taken away their very identity it makes absolutely no sense it is a bizarre turn of events and um as you say there was a, a
0: redeeming factor in that um she tried to say her name so we, <laughs> ne- we it was near there but it was more the fact that the commentator is just playing dumb to it i think mm. is is what annoys me and because because she blatantly looks like Piper Niven again to make to go back to what was given to me a lot after this the commander uh, the the commander Aziz Dabakato yeah. problem um, the fact that okay at the very least like Dabakato dressed differently and it's very, at the very the very least like he he had a different attire a different look a different swagger it was Piper Niven in this in Piper Niven's ring gear yeah doing Piper Niven's moves. And you're going, who is this? I would have, honest to God, I wouldn't have kicked up a fuss at all had it been Piper Niven under a mask. No. Like, I would have I'd have forgiven that, even though that, you know,
3: But you surely, struggle to suspend disbelief on that, but even put a mask on it. Surely, you know? it doesn't t- surely it doesn't take more than 10 seconds in these creative meetings to turn around and say, and that we, preface, we do know what these creative meetings are meant to be like, apparently. I can understand people not wanting to risk getting sacked. But... Surely it doesn't take 10 seconds to say, well, what if we just get Corey or Byron Saxton on commentary to say, well, that's Piper Niven from NXT UK, but I don't know why she's aligned with Yves-Marie. And you leave it at that. What's she doing here? Yeah, you just leave it at that. And you don't don't need to say it again. The, The
0: thought occurs as well that, okay, maybe this is something long term. It does feel like at time of recording, they've already split them up. Is that, do you think that's down to reaction? Do you think it's been... I I, I, off, I was going to ponder, I was going to throw that at you. Do you believe that this is down to a, a negative reaction to the pairing or do you think this is still part of a grand plan?
3: I I would love to think it's down to neg- like the negative reaction because at least it shows they listen, but <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was more down to they don't really know what they're doing one week to the next and that sounds Mm. really horrible to say but maybe they've kind of they tried that on a one-week basis met up for the next RAW, and went that didn't really land the way we want it to what's our uh, where's our parachute
0: now this uh this bit came down sort of just as we were getting our notes together for for the coltaholy.com wrestling top 10 so we're going to kind of include it in in Piper and Niven and, and sort of start a, a bigger discussion on on NXT's role within the main roster um, because we had two uh, major NXT appearances on WWE TV this week didn't we Mitch
3: We did it was massively surprising to see NXT Champion Karrion Cross and North American Champion Bronson Reed appear on WWE main event. Now, this was recorded on Monday prior to Raw. It was put out and uh, shown on television on Thursday. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Drew Gulak, and Karrion Cross defeated Shelton Benjamin. Um, a couple of quick notes. Karrion Cross didn't get his full spooky entrance. Scarlett wasn't with Karrion Kross. Uh, apparently, she is getting her own main roster call-up on SmackDown. Um, and, and getting her own tryout before SmackDown this week, um, and it's an it's an interesting way of them doing it. I don't really remember them doing it in this way before. It's
0: certainly new. It's it, to to watch the carrying cross entrance on main event. It's a very watered down version of his entrance. And yeah, you know, to to quote Ross in the work chat, he looks like just a guy. And suddenly all that allure has gone from that entrance piece as well. And and to, I'm going to quote Justin Henry from Off of America, our, our head pen from over there. How, um, like, because the question was raised, like, why wouldn't you have the full entrance? And Justin Henry very nicely put, you wouldn't wear an evening suit to McDonald's. And it's like, <laughs> it's, they're our main event, you know. You don't, you don't go, it's it's a slightly it's sort of like a soft launch to see how they would look on the main roster it just it felt very jarring to introduce them that way i think there has to be more care when you bring people up from nxt and nxt uk there has to be more care because you you you, what's the point in building up these big stars if you're gonna immediately demand that all that star power is is removed and they're built up all over again. Because surely the whole premise of having, basically building your own territory system, which is what WWE are going to do, is so that you can have these these great characters that are TV ready and you can just bring them on and they're developed and they're good to go. And it seems like they're going kind of against that
3: idea as often as they can at the moment. It's the most bizarre thing. Why you would take your... Your NXT champion—they are treating it like a separate, se- separate. Bra- uh, I mean, don't get me company. wrong; they they won both their matches. They won mm. both their matches. Let's not,
0: you know, and, and decisively. So, I don't. Know, in terms of that level of the booking, that's fine. But it's but more if, in
3: the presentation. Yeah, and look, but t- Tom, if you are a, I'm trying to think who would watch main event. Maybe you're a young, a young child. You know, you're first starting to get into wrestling and a main event. With the time it's on on a Thursday, is it's your chance to watch a bit of wrestling. If that's the first time you're seeing Karrion and Cross. I'm going to focus more on Carrion because of the, the presentation of the character or lack of. That's your first, you know, that's your first impression of this this man who is the NXT champion. And you don't really get a feel for what he's about. So it's not going to land the right way because you've not given him the full, the full package. A lot
0: of these decisions come down to obviously writers in WWE and the guy at the top of the NXT tree, which brings us to our next story.
2: It's a funny thing to me sometimes that in our business, everybody is so worried about where people are going to go or land or how is this going to play out long term in the future. How about watch it? Do you like it or do you not like it? Do you like it and, and do you like it? Do you have to say, well I like it but I oh I like this other thing more Or I like it but I don't like it as much as I like that one. Like it's just it's just watch it or don't, you know. And and stop trying to figure out where everything goes. Fans ruin their own stuff half the time. Trying to figure out where everything goes and why it's going there and how and then trying to pick up their phone and go search for the thing to find out what it is that can ruin it for them so they're not surprised when it happens. Like I, I don't understand that. Um I I'm I'm thrilled with what the brand is. I'm happy with where it is. Do I want it to get better? Yes, do I want it to grow? Yes, do I want it to expand? Yes, but again, people will take this line, use it out of context, and joke it's a marathon, not a sprint i'm I'm not here to make a brand that's around for a few years or or a few minutes, or you know i I want it to be long term and and how's it going to be long term it's 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 going to morph and evolve. It shouldn't be the same if it's the same. Three years from now or four years from now, as it is right now, we made a mistake. It's just like people, you grow. If you're the same person four years from now, you didn't grow.
0: It was ahead of a WWE NXT takeover
3: that Triple H led a media call. What went down, Mitch? This is fun, isn't it, Tom? I'm looking forward to getting into this. (laughs) Triple H took part in his usual pre nxt TakeOver media call on Thursday the 10th of June and he made some rather salty remarks about wrestling fans while also commenting on equality between male and female performers. So I'm going to read out the entirety of uh, Triple H's quote here. When he was asked about frustrations regarding talent being misused on the main roster, he said, It's so funny to me sometimes how in our business everyone is so worried about when someone is going to, about what someone is going to do or land or how it's going to play out long term in the future. How about watch it? Do you like it or do you not like it? Do you have to say I like it but I like this other thing more? Just watch it or don't and stop trying to figure out where everything goes. Fans ruin their own stuff half the time trying to figure out where everything goes and why it's going there and how. And then trying to pick up their phone and search for the other thing to find out what it is. And then they can ruin it for them so they're not surprised when it happens. I don't understand that. Triple H would then also be asked about potentially sending talent to the uh, NWA all-women's pay-per-view, which is being headed up by Mickey James, or if WWE will ever do their own show again like that, such as a, an Evolution. And Triple H said that they'd already done that, and to him, equality is equality. If he wanted to do an all-men's show, he would get criticised. So Triple H has stirred the internet wrestling community pot quite heavily, Fans
0: ruin their own stuff half the time trying to figure out where everything goes. If you, How about watch it? It's so funny to me sometimes how in our business, everyone is so worried about where someone is going to go or land or how is this going to play out long term. How about watch it? Do you like it? Or do you not like it? It comes back to the point I made earlier. Like I feel like I've been punished for being a long-term wrestling fan because I, I want the best for the wrestling that I watch, and it's comments
3: like that that that, that really that do make you go, all right, yeah, I won't. If they're my two options, Mister Triple H, head of NXT, then I won't bother.
0: It, it's... You think about this in any other line of work, in any other line of sport, right? Where, yeah, it's something that you always wish. If somebody was to ring customer service and you work at Tesco, and they were to say, "Look, if you if you don't like the way you were spoken to, don't shop here," or if if a football team, if their manager was to say, "Look, I've seen everybody kicking off at me about playing this formation. If you are not happy with how I run this team, don't support it."
3: It's that. It is. You, it's you've, that. you've hit the nail on the head. It is, and the only—I'm not trying to um, play down what Triple H has said because it was very—it uh, certainly riled a lot of people. The only thing I can think—and I'm going to use the football manager analogy, Tom—is we. It's just a fact now that main, that on the main roster NXT talent are not treated correct. You know, they, they are not mm. utilized in the same way. And the only thing I can think is, this is Triple H's way of trying to put the quote-unquote heat on himself rather than on Vince McMahon. So what you'll see in football sometimes is if a a football team is not playing particularly well, Jurgen Klopp does it all the time. Jose Mourinho used to be really good at it. If they've had a particularly bad performance or lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to, they will say something absolutely outrageous in the media so that all the headlines are about them. My favourite one ever is Jurgen Klopp once made a comment I think they'd lost to Burnley, and they shouldn't have lost to Burnley. And he made a comment about the grass being too long on the pitch. He thought he, he said the, uh, the the groundsman had clearly left like the grass half an inch too long to stop them playing the football they wanted to play. And that was that was the <laughs> that was the newspaper headlines the next day. No one talked about how bad Liverpool were. They were talking about crazy Jurgen Klopp and his grass, you know, measuring stick. So, so do you think Triple H is Jurgen Klopping us? I think Triple H is Jurgen Klopping us. I think Triple H is trying to divert. He, he couldn't go out and you know, he can't go out and bash Vince McMahon in a media call, can he? I mean, aside from the fact he's his boss, he's also his father in law. So he's not mm. gonna go out and say, no, Dave Meltzer, you're absolutely right. The talent that I've spent years cultivating and, and turning into WWE talent are then mistreated. So I, I think I think to an extent Triple H has tried to do something a little bit what he thinks is clever. Before, uh,
0: actually, it's funny you mentioned obviously because that was uh, a response to a question set by Dave Meltzer. Um, but Dave Meltzer, because Dave Meltzer talked to you know and asked about like the the, the call ups from NXT being wasted on the main roster, and Triple H made this weird analogy with the NFL and said how um, like people will get called up to play for an NFL team and then they won't get used properly. It's like mm. how how do you compare? It's it's you know. It's not like Eli Branning's being called up to to play a milkman, like a <laughs> wrestling postman. Like it's it's such a weird analogy because wrestling, whilst it whilst it prides itself on being like a sport, it's not a sport. It's you you're deciding how they do. Mm. You can't then go, well, hey, look, it's not up to us whether it works or not. No, it's it's a hundred percent up to you. It's 100% up to you. If you're putting a square peg in a round hole, you can't go, oh, the peg's not round enough. No, no, you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And then blaming you're the, you're the peg. The, yeah. But it's the peg's fault for not conforming. Like,
3: you're the problem here. Um, and this it's, this it's, analogy's it's, just I, got me. I just Now I'm imagining Cristiano Ronaldo moving club and being announced as drop.
0: <laughs> it's that who's yeah. this
3: guy we've never seen him play football before <laughs>
0: <laughs> only wrestling only, only wrestling. wrestling it's when they make those analysis that that, that that really really shines through um do you think we will reach a point where we do see nxt call-ups uh handled with a bit more grace or is this
3: just sort of like part and parcel with with the wrestling now i think this is just it for a bit tom i think this is just where we're at and you know We've seen plenty of stories and rumors about certain NXT talent just downright refusing to get called up. I think it was um, Alexander Wolfe in a recent interview said he knows of people that have turned down the opportunity, turned down the chance at more money just to stay on NXT because they are enjoying what they're doing so much on NXT and also don't want to get shuffled into that pack on the main roster. It's understandable because you know 80% of that talent is not used to their full effect. I can see possibly a time where Triple H
0: is sort of in the Vince McMahon position where you have got because for, for all the all the, the the department moving and shaking within WWE over the last two months, like surely you could merge like the raw Smackdown and NXT departments to create that more. That synergy, because from from conversations like this, where Triple H is is defending the undefendable, mm. to to Triple H having to hear about Samoa Joe getting sacked before going no, hire him back, we'll have him. Like, there's a real disconnect at the moment between Raw and SmackDown
3: and NXT. Yeah, I my only concern with that would be, and I think it's a great idea, but it wouldn't happen in the sense of NXT would bring Raw and SmackDown up to their level. NXT would have to drop. Sadly,
0: no. It's it's more just to have one person overseeing them all. And if it was right. Triple
3: H, it would be fine. Oh yeah, Bruce I that, agree. Too. I agree. But yeah.
0: but if it was Triple H overseeing everything, and Triple H who can who has that that passion for NXT, and he's able to t- to bring people up, and then on Raw control their destiny, I think there's there's a lot more hope for 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 people who do come through. Like there'll be so much like carrying cross is a Triple H project. A full and you know, so it has to bite a little bit for to see Carry and Cross, like it's to see somebody else playing with with something that you've made. Yeah, and with I, uh, you know, to hopefully get to a point where Triple H, for, for argument's sake, can oversee everything and be able to go, we're bringing Carry and Cross up right, and then on Raw, Cross is going to do this, then this, then this, and guide that a little bit
3: more. No, that seems to be. There needs to, be a, the there needs to be a better synergy between the three brands anyway, because at the moment, and I'm, I may only be speaking for myself, but I struggle to. Understand, do they consider NXT still as a a developmental? Is it a third brand? Because it seems to be when it suits them. So then it's like we had NXT two years ago or just under two years ago basically beat the main roster at Survivor Series, but they're still not good enough to go and compete on Raw or SmackDown. It's a very confusing dynamic sometimes.
2: It's time for the main event of Impacts Against All Odds and we are coming to you from Daly's place in jacksonville florida tony Shavani joined by scott demore and soon to be joined by don callis
1: and here comes the challenger scott what an athlete this guy is boy you talk about five star five total athletes moose has it all seven years in the nfl and cutting a destructive path through professional wrestling
2: As you can see, Moose is prepared for this matchup and he's gotta be prepared because Kenny Omega has literally almost all the gold in pro wrestling right now.
1: Kenny Omega likes to call himself the belt collector and he's certainly done just that. And Moose, laser focused tonight. This man has the weight of the entire company of Impact Wrestling. I saw friends and foe alike wishing Moose well before he departed here to Jacksonville. They all want the belt brought, quote unquote, home. Like him or hate him, you gotta show respect for this one. Kenny Omega! Yeah, I'll tell you, Tony, it's a very unpopular opinion with some people at Impact Wrestling, but I'm going to be quite frank with you. I love having Kenny Omega as the world champion because there's no question that he's one of the very best that this industry's ever seen. And you look at the gold he carries. He's a world champion in multiple companies, and I'm proud to have him as the Impact champion. Impact TNA,
2: AAA Mega Champion, and there you see the AEW World Championship belt. Being held by Mr. Personality Don Gallus.
1: Now, there you see the results of the Forbidden Door, as it's been deemed. Yes. Companies across the globe working together in outreach programs through many companies, and Kenny Omega is the one uniting them all by collecting their gold.
0: Impact Wrestling against all odds, a little bit at Daly's Place. What's
3: the story, Mitch? Yeah, so Against All Odds on Saturday the 12th of June was primarily uh, presented from Skyway Studios in Nashville. Uh, but the main event, uh, which put AEW's Kenny Omega, who obviously is holding the Impact World title against Moose, emanated from Daly's place. Now, apparently this was to ensure that there was no outside interference from Sammy Callahan. Uh So, of course, Sammy Callahan would turn up at Daly's place and get involved. He, d- he, d- he did well, because it's like a four-hour drive. That's a heck of a he did it in two <laughs> traffic violation Please. Yeah. Um, of course there was outside interference in the match because the Young Bucks got involved uh, to help Kenny retain dastardy Young Bucks uh, and Callahan as we said would show up attack Omega at the end and then get sacked from Impact and then rehired this past week on Impact but generally a very good wrestling show
0: Impact once again just yeah. being consistent and, and solid throughout the last 12 months. <clears throat> they truly have been. Uh, other things from <clears throat> from Against All Odds included Joe Doering doing some great work with Satoshi Kojima. A real all Japan vibe. <clears throat> <Yeah. clears throat> Excuse me. A real all Japan vibe to that match. Uh, how it, just like heavy, big, beefy boys battering each other. That's what we like to see. Uh, w. Morrissey and Rich Swan getting into it. Excuse me, Rich uh, W. Morrissey uh, has really landed on his feet. The former Big Cass, mm. uh, Diana Perazzo retaining the Impact Knockouts title against Rosemary, and of course that aforementioned main event held at Daly's Place. Uh, how did they? How did all this get put together? What's the story behind the main event in Jacksonville on a show in Nashville? Then, Mitch.
3: So, from the uh, shows prior, uh, Sammy Callahan effectively had his had been confirmed. Just quote not confirmed, but confirmed as the uh, made, uh, number one contender for the Impact World Title at Slamversary. Now, Sammy has has made no uh, made no secret of his uh, disdain for Kenny Omega in recent weeks, shall we say? So the decision was made between uh, Scott Demore and Tony Khan. Uh, to move the main event to Daly's place to avoid any uh, any outside interference from Sammy Callahan. Now, as I touched upon, and you rightly say, a very quick drive down the road from Sammy Callahan because he made it to Daly's place for the end of the uh, the bout, got involved, uh, and then Don Callis, who uh, on screen has still been serving as an Impact uh, Executive vice, vice President, would would fire Sammy Callahan uh, at the close of the show. This past week on Impact Wrestling, Sammy was reinstated by an Anthem representative, turning out to be Tommy Dreamer. Uh, the main event was made for summer uh he said SummerSlam slam there, slammersary. Oh nearly. We're getting so much trouble. The main event was made for Slam Aversary, putting uh Kenny Omega against Sami Callahan for the impact world title, and Don Callis was fired. So, in terms of the match itself
0: that took place as well, at uh, Daly's Place, we can reveal that that match was actually taped the Friday before uh, at Daly's Place as part of the dynamite tapings, the blocker tapings. There were fans there, so a select few uh, who were there to see it, and top marks to nobody spoiling it because that's a real gamble. To To basically have a... To, to pre-tape your main event, your pay-per-view like that uh, in front of a crowd. Um, but I really like the aesthetic. I like the style of it. I think it it really brought Impact and AEW together in a I way agree. that they haven't done so far. I mean, they the work between the two has been has been really fun to watch and some of the, the back and forth and here's to much more of it. But I really liked uh, having the Impact title defended at Daily's Place. It offered a really nice... Uh, an alternative aesthetic, and and it, it continues Kenny Omega's fab run as as the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Now we understand as well from Dave on Wrestling Observer Radio that this is part of a long term plan, a long story that that from its inception we they knew the beginning, the middle, and the end. So they've always known how Kenny's going to lose the title. Uh, they've not let that slip. I have a funny feeling that it's going to Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary.
3: I would agree. I think it's Impact's biggest show of the year. It's where they like to drop their biggest uh, feel-good moments and their biggest surprises. Um, I think it makes the most the most sense.
0: Two potential surprises planned for Slammiversary. Uh, Mitch, have a punt on who they might be.
3: it's tricky it's really it oh there's, I'm just because one is said to be a former WWE name isn't it and I'm trying to I, I don't think it is going to be but I'm just fancy booked just because a couple of the matches I want to see Daniel Bryan wow and I don't and it's a, a big shout but that's just me being absolute fancy booking I'd love to see Daniel Bryan against some of those names in Impact Daniel Bryan Sammy Callahan. yes please
0: like it i like it uh i want to i want to throw out there potentially buddy murphy i think he'd be an amazing fit for impact yeah uh before you know as and obviously there's that relationship between impact and new japan i know that buddy has said that he's keen to do stuff in new japan and i think it might be a little gateway Mm -hmm. to get him there um the iconics i think
3: i think so too and i think there would be my shout is the iconics i think they'd be another great fit
0: what were the knockouts, tag titles doing the rounds now, and they're doing some really wonderful work with those titles. Get the iconics in there. They've just Why trademarked no?
3: their their new name as well, haven't they? The the inspiration. So there same theme, go. but again, they're another duo. Just let them go. Let them do what they do best. They'll be great in impact. Let
0: them be so good at impact wrestling. But that will keep an eye. Nice Slam anniversary coming up next month on the next uh, wrestling top ten. We'll find out. We'll
1: find out who was right. <laughs>
0: Summerslam 2021, huge plans uh, for the show out of Vegas. What's the story, Mitch?
3: Yes, so this will be why I said Summerslam earlier. Sorry, Impact fans. (laughs) uh, Summerslam 2021 coming to us from uh, Las Vegas on Saturday 21st of August. The promotion reportedly determined to make this the biggest party of the summer uh, on a WrestleMania level, apparently, to really celebrate getting fans back. Uh, they're reportedly going to bring out all the big guns, so all the indications are that John Cena's coming back for a match, reportedly with uh, Roman Reigns. A lot of rumours that Edge is coming in for a match against Seth Rollins. There are still question marks over uh, superstars like Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch. What we do know is Stephanie McMahon, during an interview last week, did promise plenty of surprises. How excited for SummerSlam are you, Tom? I'm really up for this. I think any of that, it's coming out of
0: Vegas. It's going to have a massive feel. First stadium SummerSlam since Wembley. Wow. Wembley. Uh, so there's a lot to top there, you know, looking at maybe, hey, do you know what? What if this is the night we'll bring out Harry Smith? I doubt it is, <laughs> but you'd love to see it. You'd yes, love to please. see it. Uh, did a, did a video on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash coldaholic, uh, all about some of those surprises that have been rumored and innuendoed for SummerSlam. And, um, you've mentioned some of those names there. People like Edge is amongst it. I think Edge may even be making a return ahead of SummerSlam to set something up with possibly Seth Rollins, as you said. Uh, I love the idea of a John Cena, Roman Reigns showdown. Um, Lesnar is is a maybe. It's still not quite. We're not quite sure whether or not we're going to get a Brocky Brocky Duda at WrestleMania. Um, but if we do, oh WrestleMania, well a WrestleMania size SummerSlam rather. Uh, if we do, it could be against Big Boy Bobby Lashley. Uh, the that is really the the one marquee match I want to see Brock Lesnar have. I don't know if I'm as invested in a, in Brock and Roman again
3: uh, as I am for Brock versus Bobby know no, I, I agree with you I and my and my question is if you don't have Brock versus Bobby at SummerSlam who do you have against Bobby at SummerSlam
0: there's that's there because it's quite unless you know you do Kofi Kingston again which is still fine but yeah I just think if you're gonna make it a big show go big um here's a name that that only a few people have said but I think it's quite possible for SummerSlam at, in Vegas Cardi B now, Cardi yes. B has been linked with with
3: WWE, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yes, there's been a, a a lot of social media interaction between Cardi B and particular WWE superstars. I believe Nick Khan even did an interview and said he would like to try and get people like Cardi B involved at events like SummerSlam. And there was a, a report, I believe, from Fightful Select saying that WWE were hopeful of having Cardi B involved in some capacity at this year's show. So, I mean... When WWE do celebrity involvement right, it's done really well. So they've, in terms of celebrity involvement, Bad Bunny went as well as it could have done, even better. So th- there's a bit of, you know, good grace there for celebrity involvement. Let's see what they can do.
0: Well, she's doing the soundtrack for the pay per view, so it's, it's it could it could be a case that she could be a part of it. Mm. It seems like she'd be a good host. I, and think I wouldn't so. want much more than, than maybe a host. I think that would that would be enough for me. I think. Tom, do you listen to much That'd Cardi B? Mate, I am always listening to WAP. I believe that it's 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 the new Imagine. <laughs> I love saying that because every time I say something's the new Imagine, people get really cross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's Wap that, is, I think replace the American national anthem with, with Wap. WAP at SummerSlam. <laughs> yep. Just do it, you Vince, cowards. Vince Roman sit on the stage. Oh. Hear the single. WAP. Aretha Franklin. No, that'd be. That's a different dream. That's a different dream. Finally! Our top ten uh, with with one more potential return, and boy, a WWE keen to get this boy back. Is The
3: Rock finally finally coming home, Mitch? One can only hope because WWE are very very hopeful that The Rock is going to appear and say it quietly, maybe even wrestle at this year's Survivor Series. So. This year's Survivor Series, the November pay-per-view, is going to mark 25 years since the debut of The Rock in WWE. Uh, which means it's 10 years since he and Cena teamed against Miz and R-Truth. Which, where's that gone? That's mental. Oh, i um, makes me feel a bit sick. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but apparently the, the promotion are very confident that he's going to be at the event in some capacity. And of course, all the rumours and innuendo are this is going to start building towards that big, big money match rock versus roman reigns
0: do we keep the title on roman reigns all the way to
3: wrestlemania to fight the rock so a bit of an insight into how i work tom i get all of my like bright spark ideas in the shower in the morning so i was having my morning shower and i was thinking about what we were going to be talking about on the podcast today and i had that very thought you know roman versus the rock for the universal title makes the most sense but i don't think the match needs it i don't in my i can see why they would want to do it but why wouldn't you use the universal title as a i don't want to call it a prop but as a way to elevate another match and then have more stakes in in multiple matches across the card because in no, there's no scenario in my head that I can see The Rock defeating Roman Reigns if they have a one-off meeting. So, you, if you know Roman's winning, you don't need to worry as much about "quote unquote" protecting him if he drops the title.
0: Hmm. I kind of like the idea um, because reports have suggested that the match between The Rock and Roman Reigns will take place at WrestleMania 38, which is in Texas. But I think it's more befitting of The Rock's personality and the where The Rock is career-wise that we wait until LA, until we get to Hollywood, to do that match. That feels more fitting to have Rock in the shadow of the Hollywood sign fighting for the WWE title. I think that's going to have so much showbiz buzz about it, which is what WWE love at the moment. And I, and I hear what you say about you don't need the belt in that match. And you know what? You probably don't. But there is something about the idea of putting on a marquee—not just The Rock is wrestling, but The Rock is wrestling for the WWE Championship. Yeah, in, I can see that in Hollywood, and and also it comes. I think we might have mentioned this last month. Um, I genuinely love the idea. The, the the I would I would forgive so many sins of WWE and how shotgun they are with their booking. I would forgive so many sins if they are brave enough to make roman reigns the wwe champion from now until 2023
3: so we're looking at another in, in your so in your scenario tom is the rock beating roman for the title and and even then i'm going no no so we're taking this title run another two years because, because the idea of
0: him being the champion for two years and then having that marquee match with the Rock, it kind of gives the impression: well, he's had it for two years now. Now's the mm. time he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it to the Rock, and or he, and the Rock's going to take the WWE title on Jimmy Fallon and all these shows and take it everywhere. And then you go, no, Roman wins, and the and the journey continues. <laughs>
3: I don't, look. I I, I absolutely it's don't brave, hate it's it. brave. It's brave in this so brave. in this
0: era where we get where we get bored of a TikTok, which is ten <laughs> seconds long, to, to make somebody a champion for nearly mm. three years. I, look, I, I, I think anyone could do it. It's Roman,
3: and I absolutely wouldn't hate it. I if they did it, I, I'm in the same boat as you. All praise to them because that's some commitment to your booking. Uh, I just my personal opinion, particularly if they do it next year, is you could use. What is effect- what Roman has effectively created as the championship in WWE over the last year to elevate a couple of other stars. Now, who those other stars are is, is the big question. And, and to be honest, I don't have those answers right now. But I think there's an argument for both. I really do. Here's an interesting one, though, Tom. If The Rock does wrestle Survivor on. Series, who do you want to see him wrestle?
0: Okay, for Survivor Series... Um... You want to give him somebody that you know he could have a bit of chemistry with, but you don't want to give away too big a marquee match. Um, I'm trying to think of something that we could put a Survivor Series that we've never seen before that would that would sort can of I be tantalised? Can I
3: throw a name out there? Yeah, go on then. Randy Orton. Randall, Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith. Have we done Rock? Randall, Randall Keith. We had a handicap match at WrestleMania 20. We did, yes. And they, I think, if I remember right, Orton, as as he does occasionally on Twitter when he's late nights and he's enjoyed himself, sends a few mm. ra- uh, rowdy tweets out. And I think one of them was challenging The Rock to a to a match at one point. I there's just think about that in my head, like, okay, we've never seen it. Let's see what they can do together.
0: I kind of think it might move more down the line of. I don't think we'll get like a, a we'll we'll get told the Rock is going to be at Survivor Series, but we won't really get told in what capacity. Mm. And I could I could see them doing something like, you know, like having a guy like a Baron Corbin out there just running yeah. grief, and then the Rock coming out and having a match with Baron Corbin like there and then and battering him and winning and hey, well done, happy happy anniversary. <laughs> I could see I could see that, and then yeah. because then you're because you're still saving that that big money match that big money feud for mm. wrestlemania in vegas in, in, in hollywood um so i think it'll be an appearance i don't necessarily think there's a match to be had there of any great depth no but i think it'll be an appearance someone's getting rock bottom someone's getting pinned people very
3: very wrestlemania that. 32 rock bottom pin Jonathan. have him come
0: out in the blue trunks and the tassels A la Survivor Series 96. Have him come out and do all that. (laughs) Yes, please. Book it, you cowards. Right, that's our top ten. Before we head off, before we let you crack about your day, uh, we head over to coldholic.com one more time and take part in a lovely quiz. Mitch Wadden is going to be tested on his wrestling knowledge. And since we have had our final pay-per-view in the Thunderdome and since it was uh, the hell in the cell, the heck in the sec... Uh, We are going to test you on your Hell in a Cell participants. Oh, okay. Okay. I I feel confident on this one, Tom. I feel... You can... You feeling good? I'm feeling good. You can take this quiz yourself at cultaholic.com and navigate over to quizzes. Uh, Now, the quiz itself gives you 10 minutes to do them all, but I'm going to ramp up the pressure, Mitch. I want as many as you can in 60 seconds.
3: Okay. Whenever you're ready, boss. Best of luck
0: and your time starts now. Okay, we'll start Undertaker. Correct, that's one. Sean Michaels. Shawn Michaels, that's correct. That's two. Steve Austin. Steve Austin, that's Bob on. That's uh oh that's 20, sorry, you got 20 out of 108. Go for it. Uh Kane. Kane gives you 23 out of 108. Triple H. Triple H that gives you 32 out of 108.
3: Uh Brock Lesnar.
0: Rocky Lesnar, that's going to give you another two. That's going to put you to thirty-four out of hundred and eight. Oh, have I said? Have I said my
3: boy Randall Keith? I don't think I. Yeah, I have
0: said Randall, Randall Keith. Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith. It gives you forty-two out of hundred and eight. I mean, mankind got to be in there, has not he? Mankind is an obvious one in there. He is indeed. Uh, Forty-seven out of hundred and eight now, my friend. Oh, uh, what? Are we 10, Fifteen seconds to what go. Fifteen, 15 seconds. On the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Drew but- Mc- Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. That's going to give you another two. Oh, that's going to give you another three bobby okay 49 out of
3: 108 shane mcmahon i don't know why shane, I said shane mcmahon that and
0: your time is ah. up i'll give you shane mcmahon and 51 i'll give you 51 out of 108 at the end of that that's excellent work Ooh, some I'll of the names that. some of the names that you missed included the rock kurt angle and rikishi as part of that armageddon of six course. person heck in a sec chris jericho from judgment day 2002 Kevin Nash from Bad Blood oh. 2003. Oh. Uh Big Dave Batista from Vengeance 05. Uh you missed off Vince McMahon. He was in the Unforgiven 2003 oh, handicap. Yeah, with Big Show as well. Yeah. Along with the Big Shoe, uh Edge could have given a nod to Edge. He was in SummerSlam 08. Uh John Cena uh was in the was in Hell in 2009 CM Punk Another one. Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase did a Tornado tag Hell in a Cell. Of course they did. Uh, Mark Henry is in that list as well. Uh, There was a triple threat with Alberto Del Rio, John Cena, and CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk and Paul Heyman faced right back in a handicap Hell in a Cell. Uh, Daniel Bryan was in there in 2013. Both Seth Rollins, D. Ambrose, oh, all three of the Shields, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns, have been in Helena Cells, along with Rusev. Uh, you missed all the female participants Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Bailey.
3: Wow, you just made uh, me sound like uh, an absolute sod. Absolute S- terrible. Jeff person.
0: Hardy's in there, Bray Wyatt, Big E, Xavier Woods. Uh, you didn't quite get. and And this threw me, right? This is news to me. Monday Night Raw, 26th of September, 2011. There was a dark match, Hell in a Cell. That uh, featured John Cena, Alberto Del Rio, CM Punk, Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger.
3: Yeah, it lasted like four minutes. I never minutes. got that. It lasted It lasted <laughs> about four minutes if I remember right. And they were, yeah, it was... I didn't, oh, by the way, now here's a treat that. for you. A Hell in a Cell match for the WWE title with five people. It's so, like, okay, just... <laughs> Thanks for coming to the pay-per-view. That's amazing. Cheers,
0: guys. And and that, and that thanks for coming along to the coldholic.com Wrestling Top 10. Uh, it's been uh, myself, Tom Campbell, joined by com's Editor-in-Chief, Mitch Wadden. Let's get back together next month, shall we, mate, and see what, what nonsense we've got to talk about then.
3: Oh, Tom, I can't wait already. Looking forward to it, mate. <laughs> <laughs>